What is up, party people? Welcome to another episode of the Sarah B Show. Woo, woo, woo. We're here, and by we, I mean just me. I don't know why I said we. I think I've gotten used to John being here with me the past couple of times. But I am back solo dolo today, all by my lonesome, and it feels kind of good. It's a Friday night right now as I'm recording this, and the sun is setting here on the beautiful city of Dallas, Texas, and uh, sipping on a Coke Zero and just feels kind of nice, like my little getaway, like my own little personal journal. Although the red table is lonely. <laughs> Will is here alone. Will Smith, you know what I'm saying? Um, it feels like forever since I've recorded a podcast. And about that, everyone, I just wanted to say I'm sorry. I had full intent of doing another podcast. But honestly, this time of the year is so busy. If you guys could see my calendar at home, I have a little like marker board calendar I keep in my fridge and I decorate it every month because I'm that loser that loves to like decorate a new month and put all the things on the calendar. And there was something I swear almost every night in October. It's like, you know, everything before that has been so slow and dormant and chill. And then this month has just been an explosion of things. So it's just been a lot. And uh, I was like, you know, there's so much going on and there's so much other stuff happening. This will give me more content. I'm just going to let it roll. Plus, it was a long podcast. And also it was about scary movies. I mean, come on, like, for another podcast to be released on actual Halloween day. I just felt like it was a fitting podcast to roll over another week. I should have been a little more open about it sooner. I'm so sorry, you guys. I got a lot of messages. Where's today's podcast? Excuse me. (laughs) So my apologies. But here I am recording another one for you. Um, And there you go. You know, life happens. But it's all been good. Uh, I definitely have those uh, post-Halloween depression vibes going on right now. Um, And also Halloween kind of kind of sucked uh for me it was fun to dress up obviously like always i dress up as cowgirl barbie from the new barbie movie uh definitely didn't look as good as margot robbie i don't think anyone could (laughs) so that's a given but i had a lot of fun doing it um john dressed up as well kind of a typical guy i reminded him for months to get a costume and he uh once again did not do it until very last minute so he had to wear a black shirt that he had that he said was too small so he got all pouty about it and wasn't in a good mood but he looked so cute he looked like he was on a little like tejano or like a little bend up and it was adorable actually really did it for me it was weird but uh, i liked it i liked it a lot but we had a really good time uh halloween or i guess the 28th is when everybody went out to celebrate right so we went out to a bar dressed up there were supposed to be drink specials and a costume contest and karaoke well we went late because obviously the texas rangers were still in the world series and uh they ended up playing the rangers game there instead of starting the halloween party on time and it's understandable i mean we're in dallas uh it's gonna happen (laughs) Most bars would do that. But then I got there and I was like, what are your Halloween drink specials? Oh, we don't have any. It literally was promoted like all over their website, all over their social media, like no drink specials. And then John and I and then like Lex and Liloba ended up coming out and we were the only ones that dressed up. That was it. There was no costume contest, no nothing. We still ended up having a great time. It just was not very festive, which made me kind of sad. Uh, So that happened. And then on Tuesday, actual Halloween day, uh, we were we went to Southwest Airlines, which is where John works, as we've said, and they have huge parties there. Well, this year they changed it to the party only being from 3 to 4.30, and everybody's like, oh, no, it's definitely going to last longer than that. It totally did not. It was like a really short-lived party. It was uh, very lackluster. It was just in a big parking lot. They had some food trucks and a couple of beer tents, and it was just long lines, and the DJ was decent, but it was like the shortest, like lamest party ever, and I was like, this is Halloween. 
this is Halloween. Anyway, it was just kind of a bummer, you know? It was kind of a bummer. But I digress. This episode is something I promised I would talk about last time. I said I didn't know if John would be here or not. But I told you guys that I had a crazy experience happen at a concert. That uh, we were definitely... I don't know if you could tell. I definitely had some messages from close friends of mine that were like, yeah, I could definitely tell that you were like not happy and things were like kind of rocky with you guys on the last podcast. I don't know if anybody else could tell. But um, yeah, she was right. You guys are right. Things were not great because of this incident. And I said I would talk about it. So that is what I'm here to talk about today. Uh, what happened to me in my near-death experience. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Now, before I get into that really quick, I wanted to also bring up, because I'm so bad about this, I make polls on my things, and then I forget about them. So I did create that poll from last time for which It movie is better, and I'm pretty shocked. Damn, you guys. It was really close. I really thought the original would be, like, way above the other, but it only won by one vote. One vote. You guys were, like, almost 50-50 on who liked the original or the remake better. I still won, so I'll take the win. <laughs> the original one by one vote. But damn, maybe I need to go watch the remake again. I don't know. I, I also feel like old movies like that that you used to love when you were younger, like, don't hold up well anymore. But I just remember when I was younger that the original, it was such a scary movie. I just remember that. I also had a message from my friend George, who lives in the UK. <laughs> I used to work on cruise ships with him. What up, Georgie boy? I miss you. Um, who said he actually totally agrees with Tecco. This is not a win for me. Uh, he agrees with John. He said he is all about The Haunting of Hill House, that I need to watch it again. Is that what it's called again? I think so. Haunting of Hill House? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, he said he was like me. It was kind of boring at first, but he got into it. So I will I will rewatch it, you guys. I promise. He also made the comment that Interstellar is the great, one of the greatest movies ever, which I don't know why the hell Interstellar keeps making a freaking like <laughs> mention on every podcast episode I do. It's like a thing now. It must be mentioned on every episode. Anyway, uh, there you go. So there is all the Halloween shenanigans and festivities. I will, uh, as I'm fixing to get into my near-death experience, uh, John and I were also, still, we're still not great right now. We're still a little, like, on the rocks after everything that's happened recently. And um, I didn't get to go to my Dia de los Muertos celebration that was happened last night. And I'm really sad because I go every year, and it's, like, one of my favorite things ever. And uh, I could have gone alone. I just, ah, it sucks. It goes back to like one of my first episodes I did. It's really hard making friends as an adult, right? And I just so badly wish I had girlfriends that were here um, or just any friends in general that were here. Like my only friend here, I feel like is like my mom. Uh, I just don't have like a lot of friends that I hang out with that are like actually in Dallas. You know what I mean? I went to that dance class that ended up being like a lot of young girls were like, yes, yes, girl, slay. And I'm just like, that's really great that they're happy, but this is not my scene. <laughs> it's just not. Um, I don't know. It's difficult. I, I was thinking about this a lot last night that uh, I need to. I remember when I broke up 
I got out of a relationship like years ago and I joined, did you guys ever use meetup.com? I, I totally used that and I joined a running club, which I loved and actually made really good friends with these people. I went to Rangers games with them. We would always go run like three or four miles and then we'd go have beer after and we actually hung out outside of that. It was really great. I made some good friends from that. I also joined a book club, which I loved. And then I joined like a movie club, I think it was, or a game night club, which ended up sucking because I had like a lot of guys that were there like hitting on me. And I was there specifically to make friends and try to get over the relationship I just got out of. Like that was the last thing I wanted was to talk to guys. Uh, So it was weird. But maybe is it still a thing? Meetup.com? I'm going to check on that. Maybe I'll see if I can join another book club or something. Oh, my God. This is 35, right? Birds and book clubs. (sighs) All the bees. Uh, okay, now here we go. I'm for real, gonna get into this. So, my near death experience. Here we go. So, what happened, y'all? It was uh, John's birthday, and I had bought him tickets to our favorite band, um, Cigarettes After Sex. Backstory on this a little bit. Uh, I always love this band. I've loved them for a very, very long time. And I actually introduced John to them, like when we first started dating, and he really started loving them. And I remember, like, we weren't together yet. It was literally the first, like, month or so we were dating. And I I was driving back from New Orleans. Uh, I'd spent Christmas, like, a, you know, Christmas weekend there with my mom. And John was like, hey, Cigarettes After Sex is coming to do a random show in Austin. Uh, I was thinking about going. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, that would be actually really fun. And then he's like, yeah, but it's also, like, really short notice. Or I think he said we should go. And he's like, but it's, like, really short notice. And, you know, it'd probably be hard to plan and this and that. So it's like he told me about it saying we should go. And then he backed out immediately. And I'm like, what? This guy's weird. <laughs> like, that should have been a red flag in the beginning. And then I was like, okay, well, you let me know about this. I had no idea. Like, if you want to come with, that's cool. But I'm going no matter what. Like, this is awesome. Like, and I was dead serious. Like, I'm totally going to go. I love going to things by myself. Like, Austin's, like, a three-hour drive. I would have 100% went to this concert by myself. But he's like, oh, okay, yeah. He's like, well, we'll look into it. Long story short, we did end up going to this concert. Again, we'd only been dating like a month, month and a half or something. We were not, not official yet or anything like that. And uh, we went to this concert, and it was amazing. It was like the greatest concert ever. And and this band was not, I don't know, if, I guess they weren't that big yet. And they've blown up now. But it was a very small, like, kind of very intimate show in Austin, Texas at a bar. It was an outdoor bar. The weather was just beautiful and perfect. And it was a really sad show. It was a show for a girl that had gotten murdered a couple years prior on New Year's Eve in Austin. Like, walking down the street, walking home from a party, a man murdered her. And it was awful. So this was, like, a tribute show for her and, like, to raise money for her family and stuff. And he, I guess the guy, the singer Greg Gonzalez, was, like, good friends with her. Um, so it was just a really, really great show, and not a lot of people were there. It was just, it was magical. It really was. And we just had the best weekend together in Austin. Like, you know, things were super awesome, and that just kind of, like, jump-started the whole relationship. Like, we got together officially, like, a month or two later. We've always loved this band. We listened to them constantly. Uh, and then the band blew up. Unfortunately, I say, I'm, I'm happy for the band's success, so I don't mean that in, in any negative way, but I really love indie bands. I love going to concerts that are not expensive, that are not very crowded, that you can like meet the band. You get It's just an intimate show. I love the whole intimate vibe of that whole thing. Maybe it's because I was raised on going to like punk rock shows and like dirty, disgusting, sticky, nasty clubs where everybody's like moshing and running into walls. And I don't know, but I, I just love that vibe. But this band has blown up. And not only have they blown up, they've blown up with Gen Zers. So the band is not only called Cigarettes After Sex, literally every song they have is about sex and extremely dirty. And there's all these like 
teeny bopper kids, like young kids in high school, literally still, that are listening to this music. Like their moms and dads are bringing them to the concerts. John and I went to see Cigarettes After Sex last year, the year before that in, in Chicago. We barely got tickets because the show sold out in like five minutes. I'm not joking. And, and we were on there waiting. We got like nosebleed seats. Uh, the best thing about going, though, was there were no lines for any alcohol whatsoever because nobody could drink. I'm not joking. They were all children that were at these places. And all these children were singing, and you couldn't even hear the band over the kids singing. It was just awful. It was a From that first experience to that second one, it was just like, oh, this sucks. So, uh, you know, fast forward a year or two later... Uh, they're coming here to Dallas, and I bought tickets uh, as a surprise for John for his birthday because uh, it was like a couple weeks after his birthday. So we go. We, I get uh, general admission, uh, standing room only tickets, which I love. Uh, maybe I should have done it for John, who would have definitely preferred to be seated or seated, sitting, seated. Yes, but as if you're seated like that, you know everybody's gonna be standing in front of you. You're not gonna be able to see anything. Um, but the good thing about that too is you don't have to get there super early. Your seat's gonna be there. But either way, we got general admission, standing room only, <laughs> and uh, had to get there hours beforehand, waited in line for like an hour or two before we could even get in. You know, everybody took off running the second we got in to try to get a spot right by the stage. We did that. Basically, uh, we waited there in the front of the stage for like a good long, I think, hour and a half, two hours drinking. It was, It was not that hot outside, but being in the middle of all those people was like extremely claustrophobic and that's when things started to get weird dear colgate i love that you love that i love being at home you even let me whiten my teeth from home because you know how i feel about getting up from my cloud couch the colgate optic white led kit gives professional level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed and that's why colgate i want you to meet my parents because ever since meeting you i've been living life to the brightest colgate optic white find it at all major retailers Standing there in, in the middle of all these people. Again, we had been waiting in line for an hour or two, standing in the middle of all these people for a couple of hours. I will say, too, I did uh, take like a small hit of weed and it was fine. Like, I do that every night to relax. That was our plan to like do that so that like we would save money not drinking and just have a more intimate experience, whatever. It was exciting, but. We were standing there. I was also wearing a bodysuit. Like, and I hate this. I still have body issues. You know, I, I'm still trying to get to love my body I should love it at any size shape I'm aware I do get that but I'm still it's a it's a journey for me <laughs> so I was wearing this like cat suit this body suit and I was wearing a bomber jacket over it and I just didn't really want to take my jacket off even though I was hot because I just felt like I looked gross like it's stupid it's real dumb but that was the story so <laughs> I was sitting there and I just started getting really dizzy the fog machines were coming up it was 8 p.m. I remember it was 8 30 because the band was supposed to come on at 8 so they were already like 30 minutes late and I'm just like oh my god when is this band gonna come on and <laughs> I just started getting really dizzy and I told John like hey I'm getting really dizzy I'm not feeling well like the fog machine was tripping me out the you know sparkling lights and the flashing lights and I just was getting really hot, and he's like, you're fine, you're fine, you're just freaking yourself out. Now, to be fair, I am a massive hypochondriac. I'm not as bad as I used to be, but I'm definitely that person that can sit there and, like, 
talk myself into a panic attack easily. I could be like, oh, I feel like I can't breathe, and then I like won't be able to breathe, and it just goes downhill from there. So this has happened before, and though his way of calming me down has definitely been to just be like, ignore it, you're fine, and then just like change the subject and have me like concentrate on something else or start another conversation so I get my mind off of it. So I think that's probably what he was trying to do, but it wasn't working. I, I wasn't having a panic attack. I was feeling real bad. I was I was feeling really sick. So after the whole dizzy thing started, I'm like getting clammy and sweaty and then I'm hot and then I started getting really nauseous and I was like, I think I'm going to throw up. I think I'm going to throw up. And he's like, you're fine. You're fine. And I was like, no, I'm not feeling well. I'm not feeling well. And I was just trying to deal with it. You know, the music, you could tell the band was getting ready to come out. So I was like trying to take deep breaths. I was trying to chill. I even like bent down and squatted down to like kind of sit down for a second. And then the band comes on like 8.40, 8.45 or something. And I stand up and it just sucked so bad because the band was coming on stage. The music started. The fog was everywhere. The flashing lights up there. And I was like, I can't do it. I'm fixing to like pass out or throw up. I don't feel good. I got to go. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I got to go. I got to go. And I felt awful. I was trying to fight it because like, you know, I bought these for him for his birthday. I felt so guilty. Like we stood there forever waiting for this moment. And then it was finally happening. And I, I was like, thought I was just gonna like lose it and so I was like I'm gonna go you can stay if you want he's like well do you want me to go with you and I was like no no it's fine you can stay and he stayed now that right there I will say everybody is shocked at (laughs) like when I tell this story according to him he told the guys at work his side of it and they were all like she's overreacting well I'll get to this but basically that's what happened so I started to leave to try to get out of the crowd and I walked like 10 to 15 feet away and stopped And I don't really know why, if I was like just trying to get to like a cooler spot or a more open space or what, but I walked over there and then I, you know, I guess I started watching the show from there in the middle of all these other people. And I know something was wrong and I wish I could see like what my face looked like because at that moment, everyone around me started asking, are you okay? Oh my God, are you okay? Are you all right? And I even had some, ma'am, are you okay? Is that from like freaking children? (laughs) And then I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And I just remember trying so hard to watch the stage and concentrate. And then everything just went black. Like the lights got really bright and then I just completely blacked out. I passed out cold. Uh, The next thing I remember, everyone around me is screaming and like lifting me up from the ground. And I had passed out, just knocked out dead cold. And I don't remember anything like how like I I don't know if I hit my head I don't know if I fell all the way I I really have no idea and John wasn't there with me Uh, he says that he looked over you know and he saw everybody talking to me so that must have been the moment that everybody was asking me if I was okay and then he watched the band for a little bit and looked back and then I was gone and everybody was like screaming and stuff and so he ran over or like tried to get to me or whatever because he's like oh god what happened what's wrong so the scary thing to me, you know, all of it really is, but when I, when everybody was screaming and pick me up, like I was looking around and I just remember seeing everybody's faces in the light and they all looked so worried and concerned and scared. And I didn't know who anyone was for like 30 seconds. I had no idea who any of these people were. I had no idea where I was. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't remember anything until John got there and I saw his face and then it clicked and I was like, oh yeah, we're at a concert. Like I'm with my boyfriend. Like, Okay. It was so, it was so, so terrifying. So he picked me up 
or, you know, they picked me up. He came over to me and he's like, let's get out of here. So we got out of the crowd and I was like, oh my God, I was so scared. So I took my jacket off at that point and I was like a giant relief. Like my whole body was just covered in sweat. Like, and I was so like hot, but my body was like cold. Like the sweat was like clammy and cold. It was weird. And I just, he went to get me water and I was just, I was so scared. And at that moment, like, I was like, God, am I going to die? Like, this has never happened to me. Like, nothing like that has ever, ever happened to me. So I was really freaking out. He thought that I just got too high. And I was like, no, I literally took a hit. Usually, like, before bed, I take two to three at a time just to get good sleep. Like, I'm I'm good. Like, I, I was hot. And I think that was all it was. I've had some people say maybe you had a panic attack and it just, like, got overwhelmed. But... I have had a heat stroke before, or like heat exhaustion, when I was little at SeaWorld. Um, I wanted to watch Shamu. I hate that I went to SeaWorld, but used to. Like, I wanted to be a marine biologist, and uh, being an orca trainer was like my dream in elementary school. So, my mom took me to see Shamu, and I, just like the adult days, I guess nothing has changed, wanted to sit right in the front center like getting splash I wanted to sit in the splash zone where the whale could splash me nobody else was sitting down there because it was San Antonio in the middle of summer like 110 degrees direct sunlight nobody was sitting there except for us and we were like waiting and the whale never splashed us it was so hot and I just remember all of a sudden everything started turning black and I was seeing like sparkles and then I was like I don't feel so good and uh, like my eyes started rolling in my head and my mom got me out of there And, like, it would have been really bad had she not. She had to pour water all over me. I think I might have passed out for a second even, but she got me out of that situation, you know, before it got bad, whereas the difference was I kept telling John in this other situation, I need to go, and he's like, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, and then I wasn't fine. Now, the hurtful thing to me is, like, John and I are very different, and, you know, I think it's what helps us work in a relationship because I feel like if I dated anybody that was exactly like me, I would I would go crazy. Like it'd be like two people who love the spotlight and are very like loud and outgoing and, and creative personalities trying to share the spotlight. I just don't know how that would work. You know what I mean? Whereas John is very quiet, likes to be in the background and lets me be me totally, which is great. But there are times that I do worry that our personalities are too different, like too much of a difference to work. Um, this specifically being one instance really, really upset me. I just, I don't know. He told me he thought I was just being dramatic. And I was like, that was a hurtful statement. <laughs> you know, whereas like any other couple I know, a guy would have never let their girlfriend or wife like leave not feeling good like that. Especially when it was our third time seeing this band. He didn't want to be up front to begin with. He hated it up there. So, but he says this is my fault because I said, no, you can stay. It's fine. And so that was that. He has not apologized still. (laughs) Says that he doesn't need to apologize. And because I told him to stay. So it's my fault. Now, I shouldn't be airing this. I feel like I I don't want to be, I really don't want to be a Jada. (laughs) I don't want to be a Jada Pinkett Smith. I don't want to air all of our stuff, but I did tell you guys we would talk about it. And this has been kind of the fight that's been ongoing. It worries me. And maybe I'm thinking too hard about it. You know, I was so upset that night. I kept saying how I ruined his night and he never, you know, gave me that validation that no, you did not. He just kind of like changed the subject. So I was like, cool. And he just acted kind of mad the whole night after that happened, even though we stayed for the whole rest of the concert. I rallied and, 
you know, I, I was genuinely scared that I'd hit my head because my right side of my head and my arm were hurting, my right arm were hurting really bad. So I either fell on someone or the ground. I, I don't know. I really don't. But I just had this like scary thought of like, what if I go home and go to sleep and I don't wake up tomorrow? But alas, I did wake up. Um, but I'm not joking. I was really that scared. I actually uh, told my mom about it, who was very upset. I told my uh, close friends about it. And I literally was like, if I don't wake up tomorrow, I'm so thankful for you guys. I even almost called my bosses to be like, I might be late tomorrow. Or maybe like, I'm like, should I call in? Like, is this this year? I was really, really scared. And I had like no reassurance. I had no comfort. You know, it, it just, it sucks. Um but John went to work and told all his friends about it. And according to him, all of his guy friends says that I'm completely overreacting and that, uh, you know, the fact that I told him that he should go was all that he needed to go. And, and it is my fault for telling him that. And I shouldn't be upset about it. And he doesn't owe me an apology. So that's where we're at. Uh, again, I, I maybe this is being overdramatic or overreacting, but obviously we have issues like everyone does. Our five year anniversary is coming up, which is crazy. Um, so, you know, I've never been in a relationship this long. I don't know what's normal. I don't know what's right. I really don't. But it just kind of worries me for my future of like, what if this happens again? Like, am I just on my own if I get sick or have some kind of health emergency? Like, am I just like, well, hope somebody other than my boyfriend's around so I don't die. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, I've also been looking a lot of into attachment theories and like the personality things. You know, there's three different types of personalities. There's the, you know anxious attachment personality which is 100% me there is the basic and then there is the avoidant which is 100% John and I've read that one of the most hard and near impossible relationships to make work is an anxious attachment and an avoidant personality basically the avoidant person is very independent wants their own space uh, keeps all their feelings bottled up and never wants to talk about them just does their own thing and where the anxious attachment is obviously the complete opposite. They need constant validation. They want love. They want closeness. They want a bond. They want to talk about feelings all the time. Uh, you know, they need that that closeness and that constant reassurance. And neither of those are healthy. Um, <laughs> but obviously compromise is what would take to make it work. Communication and compromise and... Uh, and John's not really willing to do those things. He doesn't like talking about anything, and uh, he likes things being his way. So it makes it difficult. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> in the future, but we are trying to work through these struggles. Uh, it would be very easy if there was a rule book to life. I've been thinking that a lot lately. I'm like, I wish that you could like see into the future and be like, are you going to be together in five years? Is this a waste of time? Is this worth it? I know everybody would love that. I would love the universe to give me a book and be like, Hey, you're supposed to be with this guy. Hey, you're actually not supposed to be with this guy. Like, tell me what the right thing is. Like, I really don't know. So um, anyway, I would love to hear from some of you guys that have been in like long-term relationships or been married for a long time. Uh, seriously, like if you go to my website, sarahbshow.com, you can send an email. It can be anonymous or you can send your name. You can tell me, hey, don't include my name or location on here. I will totally respect that. Or even have a voicemail and let me know. Uh, I would love to know if like you've ever been through these struggles or if you've been through them and were not able to overcome them. Or even better, if you have been through them and were able to overcome them, uh, I would love to hear about some of your personal struggles or even just your opinions on if you think this could possibly work.
if we're both wasting our time. Like, it, it's difficult. And again, I know there's always hard spots. There's ruts. That's any relationship. And I know that it just takes, like, it takes two people that are willing to com- to contribute and put in the work, I suppose. And uh, I guess that's where we're at, trying to figure out how much work we're willing to put in and if it's worth putting the work in and all of those good things. So not the best timing, you know, my favorite time of the year, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all the happiness and jolliness and uh it's a bit of a bummer lately. I'm not going to lie. I've uh, I've been going through a little little bout of depression. Uh, I know people go through seasonal depression at this time of the year. I don't. This is like my highlight of the year. So it sucks to me on the other end and kind of bummed. <laughs> but I have. I've been a, been a little bummed, been a little down lately. Uh, but I just wanted to be, you know, straight up and clear with you guys. I told you I would go into it a little bit. And I always like being open and honest with you guys and uh, would love some feedback from y'all as well. So there you go. That's the story. There's the red table party of one. That's what happened in my near death moment. Anyway, y'all, I appreciate everyone listening. I uh, apologize once again for, you know, the doubled up week of uh the scary movie podcast, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. I got a lot of feedback from it and uh, a lot of love and a lot of hate and, and hate in a funny way of like disagreeing with movie choices or agreeing with John over me. It was, it was very funny. I, uh, I really enjoyed doing that podcast. I, I really thought it was going to be coming in and, and it would be really quick, but it was uh super long and I swear to God, we could have gone for even longer. <laughs> it was so much fun. So, so yeah. Once again, you guys, you can always find me on social media, Instagram, TikTok, X, Snapchat, whatever the case may be, at Sarah B. Morgan. Uh, Follow me on there. Hit me up. Uh, Even better way to get in touch with me if you want to comment or, you know, quote anything or leave a message, whatever the case may be. I say that a lot. Whatever the case may be, <laughs> hit me up at sarahbshow.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-B-S-H-O-W.com. Hit me up there. And uh, like I said before, let me know Let me know your opinion on any of this. Let me know your personal experiences. We can totally keep it anonymous if you would like. Uh, but I would love to hear it. I always find comfort in... Um, you know, hearing other people's experiences as well. And I hope you guys can find some comfort in the realness of the bullshit that I'm dealing with right now. So, oh, what else? Uh, yeah, new podcast next week, I promise. I don't even know what it's going to be about yet, but it'll be about something. There you go. That's a promise. Also, the World Series Championship Rangers. What? How about that? The Texas Rangers won. There was a parade today in Dallas and... Uh, all the schools like shut down so everybody could go. And apparently people were waiting there since 6 p.m. last night to get a good spot for the parade. They said there was like over 100,000 people there just this morning. It even start to 1 p.m. How crazy is that? I actually thought I might go. And then when I heard that, I was like, ah, no, nah, I'm a pass. I'm a pass. All right. The ADHD and caffeine has kicked in. I'm all over the place at this point. So I'm going to go. But thanks, you guys, again for listening. Uh, I feel like this was kind of like a... A dear diary moment. I feel like this podcast sometimes is like my personal like audio diary that I like release to the world, which is ironic because like I remember being a little girl and I actually had a lock on my diary that my brother busted that little mofo one time to read it. I have a crush on Jordan Miller. That's the truth. I did have a crush on Jordan Miller. But anyway, you hide all your feelings away and your thoughts. You literally put a lock on your book so nobody can read it. And now here I am at 35 years old just spouting my most personal secrets and (laughs) worst things and fights and personal life to everyone. So 
<sighs> My, how the times change. All right, that's enough. It's Friday night. I'm going to go turn up by putting on some pajamas and watching TV. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening and being supportive. I truly appreciate each and every one of you. And until next week, this has been another episode of The Sarah V Show. Bye.